In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. <coughs> Last night I went to a Stars game over in Dallas. If you ever go to a Stars game or the Mavericks game, the best way to go is by train. So, they lost, sadly. But I'm on the train back, and I'm sitting across, and the, the, the man and his daughter had just settled in opposite me in these facing seats. And I was just getting ready kind of to settle in myself for the journey. And all of a sudden, there's this voice yelling in the car, Uncle Peter! Uncle Peter! Surely that can't be me. Uncle Peter! Yes, it is. It's my goddaughter's younger sister, who had just also gone to the game. And so she comes running down the steps because they were on the upper level and I was in the middle. And then she brings her husband over and we had this little mini reunion here on the train. Much to the bewilderment of everyone around us, especially the man and his daughter. There was a time when I would have found such an encounter awkward. Awkward. I think many of us don't like to have kind of meetings in public and have everyone looking at us thinking, oh, what are they up to, and things of that nature. Especially when I was younger, I think a lot of us do this based on whatever group we're with at the time. We have a particular facade that we put up. So when I was younger, there was a school me, and there was a church me, and then there was an at-home me, and then there was the me I thought I was, right? And God forbid that any of those should intrude on the other, like someone from school show up to church because, oh my God, how do I handle this situation? Because at school, there's one set of expectations of me and what the person I am, and at church, there's another. So how do I handle this? I have to keep my carefully constructed facades intact somehow when they're crumbling down all about me. And so there was a time when I would have found like this encounter in public. Well, you know, out in public, we have this facade that we put on for the public. But yet someone intrudes from another sphere of influence, and we don't know how to handle it. Today is the feast of the circumcision of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And the question arises, you know, of course we know why Jesus was circumcised, because he was a male Jew and this was the mark of the covenant. But why is circumcision the mark of the covenant? Why not a tattoo? Why not haircut? <coughs> Why circumcision? So I went looking for an answer to this question. I found all sorts of things. But the one that strikes me is this. Circumcision is a permanent revealing of the most hidden part of man. It is a permanent revealing of the most hidden part of man. It is a reminder 
physically to us that we cannot hide from God. There is nothing we can hide from God. When we're in a group of people, we, we may try to hide all kinds of things from them, right? And so we create this facade, we create this persona. <coughs> and when we're with that group of people, this is the person that we are. But then when we're with another group, this is the person we are. Because it's a different group of people with different expectations. And so we lie to this group, and we lie to this group, and then we lie to this group. And then worst of all, we have the person that we think we are. And most of the time, obviously, we're lying to ourselves about that, aren't we? Oh, I'm a good person, and just because I torture dogs, it doesn't matter, right? That doesn't make me a good person. Obviously, there's a problem here by torturing animals. But we do this, and we, we do this to protect ourselves. We do this to be accepted. And whatever new group of people we encounter, we become someone else. But circumcision is a reminder that we cannot fool God. God knew us from before our creation. And while the circumcision of the covenant is for males only, there is no such thing as female circumcision, that's just butchery. All of us as Christians are called to undergo a circumcision of the heart. Not a physical procedure, but a mental and spiritual procedure reminding us that we cannot hide anything from God. We can't say, God, here is my heart, but don't look behind this door. And that translates to our lives, doesn't it? Because, for example, if we're trying to get help from somebody, they have to know where we're starting, don't they? On the train back, I was using Waze. Now, Waze is designed if you're driving a car. If you're riding a train, Waze gets very, very confused. It keeps trying to put you on side streets, and it can't figure out where you're starting. <coughs> so Waze can't help us unless we're, we're honest with it about where we're starting. Once we realize that God sees all. Once we realize that God can't hide, we can't hide anything from God. And once we realize that the priest is only here to help us, not to judge us or to set our punishment or something like that, confession can be one of the most liberating things we experience. Right? But if we're not honest about where we are, because the priest is like Waze, isn't he? He's there to offer spiritual counsel, he's there to kind of offer us help. But if we're not honest about where we're starting, if we keep trying to move the starting point and say, well, I'm not really here, God, you know, if we're not honest, 
then he can't really help us, can he? To get to where we need to be. But we are all called to undergo this circumcision of the heart. We're all called to be more honest about who we are. We're all called to be honest about reality. I mean, isn't that what we're really about here in the church? <coughs> we are attempting to discover the true reality. If you ever read any of C.S. Lewis, The Chronicles of Narnia, when he depicts Narnia, how does he always describe it? More real. Even St. Paul says, we, now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. <coughs> we're in this attempt, if we're honest, to figure out reality. And that includes who we really are. So if we find ourselves with a new group of people, and we find ourselves trying to mold ourselves to be who they want us to be, so we'll fit in. Is that being honest? Is that being real? If there's one New Year's resolution perhaps we can make, it is that we should all be more honest, not only with each other, <coughs> but with ourselves. Because only by being honest Will we allow God to help us? In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.